0: Brought to you by the Fear the Riff Expo That's happening on Saturday, October 7th in Brooklyn, New York City We got a whole ton of gear companies out there There's going to be barbecue There's going to be all kinds of good times You'll be able to actually purchase pedals directly from the vendors right there on the spot uh, Sam Ash Stores is going to be out there Taking your trade in. So like, maybe you don't have cash. Maybe you got uh, some old pedals laying around. You can trade in for cash right on the spot. Then turn that into some wonderful, shiny new gear. So we got, uh, Wampler's going to be out there. Tomcat. There's a huge list. You can go check it out, uh, Fear the Riff on Facebook or just Google Fear the Riff. You'll see all the details. Go to feartheriff.com and you can see a list of vendors and there's more being added every day. Um, so it's, it's gonna be really exciting. I'm gonna be out there. Um, and if you want, if you are going to attend, shoot an email to info at tonemob.com and I might be able to arrange a little special, uh, special, you know, sort of VIP show package for you. So let me know info at tonemob.com mob, tone and hopefully we'll see you at the show. This episode is also brought to you by the wonderful and awesome folks over at Sinusoid. Yes, that's right, the Sinusoid Cable guys. They are doing something really special right now. They have a cable. Um, if you go to sinusoid cables, or, or sinusoid.com rather, sinusoid.com slash Houston, they have some cables they are making, and 100% of the proceeds are being donated to help those that uh, had lost their homes or were displaced in the Houston floods that just happened here recently. So if you go to sinusoid.com slash Houston, you can, uh, you can learn more and we've got something cooking with those guys that will we're going to try to help the relief efforts down there even more. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if you want to know more, go to sinusoid.com. Thanks guys. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Tonemob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Wylan, and with me today I have returning none other than Christian Turgenson of Adventure Audio. Hey man. How you what doing? up, Broseph? Um I'm doing pretty good. I got a little bit of a cold, which I'm sure everyone has man. already picked picked up on by now, but other than you know, affecting my sound of my voice. I'm doing okay. Dude, you sound great. Honestly, don't I can't even tell that you have a cold. Well, that's good. Maybe I always sound like I have a cold. Yeah. Just dude, like the whole like, like
1: you know, he's always right. angry. I dude, I feel like George Clooney or someone like that, or like Johnny Depp sounds like they always have a cold when they're like acting, you know. Just like the John- really like Like raspy, or like Batman, I guess is the the, like correct (laughs) character. Like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I have a cold, but it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's basically how Batman
0: sounds. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) which which is your favorite Batman? Well, it wasn't George Clooney a Batman. George Clooney was he was a Batman. It wasn't. It wasn't a great movie, but he yeah. was a Batman. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'd have to say, though, Christian Bale, probably my favorite Batman. That was like when I was getting into watching Batman movies and he was Batman. I was like, all right, we have the same first name. You know, yeah. why shouldn't I like this guy?
0: Yeah, you can, you can, you got to be able to trust the guy, you know, because he's got right. the same first name. That's the only way yeah. to judge a person's character, really, is right. how like you they are. If they're different than you, they're probably bad people.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, we have the same first name, but I don't think we're the same at all. After seeing those <laughs> videos of him, like, screaming at, like, the director and stuff, you've seen those videos?
0: I did. He was so mad.
1: Yeah. I was like, all right, bro. Once I, I liked him in Batman and, like, American Psycho and stuff, and then once I saw that, I was like, come on, dude. Like, like chill I, out. I was like, I was upset. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're harsher than the mellow right now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bummer. Cause I do like him in pretty much everything that he's been in right. that I've seen. He's like good actor and all that. Yeah, but phenomenal. You don't like to see your heroes, you know, getting all shady and
1: and weird. Right. I mean, it happens to all of us, I guess. I don't know. That's what I they just say. I don't get like that. I don't. I don't think you will. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not making not- millions of dollars doing American Hustle or whatever it was. That movie kind of sucked, honestly. Really, I dug it. I I oh, yeah. but I, then again on the
0: same on the same token I don't really remember much about it so like how good could it have been
1: Right yeah exactly <laughs> I don't remember really anything about it Jennifer uh, Lawrence uh, right
0: Yeah she was, yeah, in she was the, cool
1: Yeah she was funny Oh she
0: she liked it she had the science oven I remember that part
1: Uh I don't remember I don't remember any of it really <laughs> Christian Bale played the fat guy that's what I remember
0: With the comb over Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh not yeah. Uh, uh, maybe it's better than I don't know. I remember right. that. I remember thinking that part was pretty good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I feel like we're talking a lot about Christian Bale and I'm not hating on it. I feel like I just have a lot of like bad reviews for him. So I feel like we should switch <laughs> switch subjects. Is there a different uh, actor we can talk about or should we um, talk
0: about like what you've been up to since last time you came yeah, on like a year let's ago? Let's talk
1: about Dang. All right. So, oh, my God, dude. So, so many things have happened in a year. Um, our shop let's has see. moved twice already. So uh, let's see
0: if I can remember. Let's see if I can backpedal a little bit and, uh, and revisit where you were. Last time we, we did this, you were on a rooftop. Oh yeah. And, right, you, and you, had to, you had to bust back into the studio because they locked yeah. you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you guys still at that spot i know you were like renovating the studio slash where you live sort of at that time or we're getting ready to so what happened from there
1: so uh we were getting ready to move to a new location Uh, the old wicked squid studios was on the third floor of this building and the landlord was getting shady and it and like there was like water coming through the roof and stuff, and we were like, oh. yo, you got to fix this or we're moving out. And then um, in February of last year, me and Josh Pedinger, who runs Wicked Squid Studios, were looking around for other buildings in the area, and there was this condemned two story, 9,000 square foot warehouse that um, this guy just he he scooped up like 40 buildings in this deal with the city for like a couple million dollars and then was just straight up going around renovating stuff and he was like all right so you guys want to renovate this place or you want me to renovate this place i'll rent it out to you for this much money blah 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 and then in six months he had like a whole contracting team just pretty much renovate the whole building after it having like the roof collapsed and like Wow. You know, water damage to this second floor and, like, all this stuff. So now we're living in there. The studio's in there, and the shop is in there. And there's a bunch of other, like, rooms that we're building for, like, practice spaces. And we have a whole garage still. And there's, like, a magazine in the basement that are doing their stuff. Wow. It's like a giant, like, art complex warehouse kind of thing. That's super cool. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. Way different from the last place, the last time I talked to you. It's actually like down the street. It's like you could walk there in two minutes from where we recorded the last podcast. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah, that's so a, not far.
0: That's a trip. That's a that's quite the adventure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do see what you said. When I did there. Yeah. <laughs> you, okay, I'm making sure. Yeah. Um, but you've also in in. Amongst that stuff you've also like released a bunch of things. We did a project together mm. and all kinds of stuff uh on the actual company side. So like at the time it seems like you had the Glacial Zenith and the whatever and now there's mm. more more
1: crazy stuff coming out. Yeah, um we we also had the Fuzz Peaks. That was like one of the first ones that I that I did. That was almost like 3 years ago now. A little bit over that, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Since then, uh, the Dream Reaper has come out, and that I guess that's been kind of our flagship for this year. Uh, after Knobs did a demo for it, well, there's a whole like backstory behind us and Knobs. We went to the Toronto Pedal Expo at Moog Music hmm. And um, we I had met Scott before. I don't know if he wants his name to be said. Uh, I don't know. I, we met knobs. we will keep him kind of ambiguous, <laughs> even though I already just said his name. But uh, he um, we met in Nashville at Nam two years ago. And then we were going to Toronto because Toronto is only three and a half hours from Rochester, New York. So we were like, Hey, could we crash your place maybe? Or like, maybe we'll find an Airbnb. And he was like, yeah, just come hang out with me. So me and Matt, who also works at adventure, he does all the analog design stuff. He actually did the dream reaper um, circuit. Anyway, we hung out with him. And then at that time, Matt wasn't a part of adventure, but he wanted to be. And I was trying to figure out all the uh, details and like legal stuff. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, me and Matt would like talk about what pedals we wanted to make and knobs would be like, why aren't you guys like working together? And then we were kind of like, well, we are going to try to and blah, blah, blah. And then the dream reaper came out maybe three months after that, after we were like, all right, why, we should just work together. Like, why are we, you know, doing separate things right now? Right. So, so then he, he like knew about that and I guess kind of credited to, joining us together and then we were like you want to do a dream reaper demo video and he was like oh yeah dude send that thing to me mm-hmm. so then that like blew up because of his outreach and i'm very grateful for that and i'm grateful to like know him as a person very like down to earth dude nice yes i i've
0: been actually wanting to get him on the show i haven't i haven't successfully done that yet no yeah not it not his fault i just haven't right haven't pulled the strings the right way yet, so...
1: I think he, he's kind of like Daft Punk. He, like, doesn't want to be, a, a, a like, a person, I guess. Not that I shouldn't say that, but he wants to keep his identity a secret, in a way. Which is interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. I get, like... I And I can kind of understand that to a degree. Like, it just makes things a lot easier in some ways. But it also
1: presents its own challenges i guess right i mean Uh, he's keeping it totally biased you know like he's not putting a personality behind any of it he's just letting his art speak as his identity you know which i think is really awesome Mm -hmm. is that all he is that all he does i mean you don't have to
0: tell me too much if he doesn't want it out there but like everyone's always like does he just is that all he does is demos or is like what is, does he have a day job? Like no, no one knows. It's yeah. kind of funny. That's that's why I want to get him on. But maybe right.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Honestly, I don't <laughs> know that much. I I know that he does that, and I know that he's interested in like all kinds of art. But I don't know what he does really. That's that's uh very cool and interesting.
0: That's why I want to get him on the show. Right. I don't. I don't know if he
1: will or not, dude. I I honestly I don't know that he will. But you can keep trying, you know, maybe one of these days he'll be like, oh, I was doing the knobs demo the whole time. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? Now that now that I think about it, uh,
0: now that I think about it, he did do another podcast, so he probably would. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think he did the Ruffian show. I think. Oh. I could, I could be wrong. He, yeah, I don't, Dan I don't gets, know. Dan gets a lot of people. He... He like he gets like everybody because like I-, I think he's I think he's more like I don't know, more available Dude, than me or something. He, <laughs> he gets everybody. He's <laughs> like
1: he's really easy to like riff with. I-, I met him for the first time this past summer nam at uh, an East Side uh, or was it on the floor? I don't remember. It was either at Eastside Music Supply in Nashville or at or like on the floor and he was like, "Oh hey, I'm Dan." I was like, "I know who you are, man. Your face is on everything. Like, what's up, dude? We've definitely spoke before." And it was just like just easy to talk to him. He's a super yeah. cool dude. I like Dan yeah. a lot. And his yeah. shows
0: his shows much more uh uh professional than mine.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's not no, come on. It's not more professional. It's he focuses on a lot more of the like Marketing side, I feel like, or like manufacturing side, or like you know, questions that other builders want to hear. I feel like this show is kind of like it's more, it's less focused on that and more focused on like we're just guys who like pedals or build pedals or build gear or amps or whatever, and we're just like talking about random stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it, it's actually like I am super interested. Like you know, I'm super interested in the marketing and branding and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So like it's it's actually something that like i try to not go into that much on here because most people don't care about any of that like
1: i mean (laughs) some people do but those guys listen to dan's show exactly yeah but
0: um it's something that like yeah i i don't know if you know but like i do uh the chasing tone show with brian like you know on a regular basis as well and we're always Uh like okay let's not talk about business this time (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's really hard for us because yeah. we're really interested. And that's what him and I talk about when we're not recording, you know. Right, and, right. and so it's a, I don't know, it's a, yeah. it's a weird thing.
1: I could see that. That's kind of like when me and Matt are talking about random stuff, which sometimes we do. But then it ultimately leads back to like, all right, so this new pedal idea that we want to do. It's like you know we kind of talk about uh, whatever it is, this music or like oh I had like a sweet burrito at John's Tex Mex or whatever, and then it's like mm. okay, but then this pedal, you know,
0: man, it I want a circles sweet burrito. Back
1: Dude, there's a place in Rochester, John's Tex Mex, so cheap and it's so good, and they serve beer, and it's like it's a really small place, like there's only maybe like ten seats to sit down, but like it's so good. <clears throat> That that does get into something that I was supposed to ask you about.
0: Uh, um, Anthony, uh, our homie over at Sinusoid, wanted me to ask you about the New York food scene and what are some highlights over there. And I'm especially interested because I'm coming to New York City. Well, I think you're going to be there, too, for the Fear the Rift thing
1: uh, later this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, I'm super stoked for Fear the Riff. We're splitting a booth with um, electrical audio experiments i i always i forget if it's electronic audio experiments or electrical audio experiments anyway John snyder awesome dude mm-hmm. we're we're gonna split a booth with him, but back to the New York food thing Yes. Um, so I'm in West New York, which is like six hours from New York city hmm um I mean it's i guess kind of the same, but it's definitely not New York City food, like you definitely okay. get your like New York pizza and like you know, random stuff like that. But the sushi is definitely not good in Rochester. I feel <laughs> like I, I love, I love sushi. I used to work at a sushi place like when I was like 20 years old and I, I'm like disappointed that there's no good sushi places here. Um, but what Rochester is famous for is a garbage plate. I think I might've talked about this on the, at the last show. Mm, this sounds familiar, but I can't remember. So uh, what's the garbage, garbage plate? plate? So imagine you like, you know, you're at like your dad's friend's barbecue or something, and, like there's like a pool and stuff like that, and people are jumping around, and there's like sort of like waffle fries or like you know those um what are those like ridged fries? They're not waffle fries, but they've got like the the like oh, sort like of the, squiggle, squiggly shape, yeah. The, the crinkle, the crinkle cut. Yeah, crinkle cut fries, and like cheeseburgers and hot dogs and beans and like that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. The the garbage plate is literally all of that stuff in, just, like, in one, like, casserole thing, and they just put it on a plate. Whoa. Yeah, dude, it's so good. There's a place called Dogtown that's, like, they're famous more for their hot dogs, but they do such a bomb garbage plate. And you can get hot dog garbage plates or cheeseburger garbage plates or whatever it, whatever it is, dude. You can get veggie garbage plates. It's crazy.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it'll you'll get full like so easily, but it is definitely a really fantastic hangover cure. <laughs> I could
0: I could go for a garbage plate. Like I not That sounds like something I could probably recreate over here. Oh like yeah, for, dude. I'm gonna have to do some research, but that sounds like like we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be coming over. Or I got my dad coming over to watch the. Uh, which by the time anyone hears this, this it'll be over in old oh, news. Yeah, no. But like, We're watch right. the Mayweather-McGregor fight here l- later, We're and uh, that might be a good solution for for munch, you know, to munch on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, check it. I mean, I'm sure you could make it so easily. You just have all the components. You just put it on a plate. That's it. You know, man,
0: that sounds good. <laughs> yeah.
1: I should have started a food podcast, and then, like
0: <laughs> we would have ended up talking about guitar pedals. Uh, yeah. like, that that's that's how I should have built this whole thing. Like this is a food podcast, and then right. everyone would be like, what's a what's a square wave? Like,
1: yeah, it's like, don't worry about that right now. We're talking about fr- like casserole. <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> I have a weird thing with that
0: word with the word casserole. what is that? what what I, is it? I don't like that word for some reason. Like mm-hmm. I know that like a casserole can be the most delis- delicious thing in the world but like what it conjures in my head is like when you'd go to a, a like maybe a you know a, a potluck or something in like 1996 right and there would be just like like a tuna casserole or something where it was just uh, kind of uh, like yeah. may- mayonnaise and and canned tuna just thrown uh, together oh yeah it, maybe some lays chips thrown on top and that's what i think of when i hear the word casserole and i oh, obviously man. never liked it and but that's right. immediately what comes into my head and so i'm just like i just call it a dish and i don't right. think of gross weird yeah, squishy go. things i don't know oh yeah it doesn't I make won't any call sense it
1: casserole anymore <laughs> the, the way you described casserole to me made it sound like the tuna was bad and the mayonnaise was bad, and it was like just sitting in the sun, like with like flies around it. That's exactly what I when <laughs> when, when the, someone
0: says the word casserole, that's what comes yeah. into my oh, head. Man. And even though it might be like this delicious meat dish, right? Like, like who knows? It could, I just think casserole.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's completely illogical. It makes no <laughs> sense at all. It's just no, what. Dude. You, I feel like you have to go to, like, a hypnotist and, like, you know, go back to 1996 in your brain and, like, figure out which backyard party you went to. And, like, your mom was like, oh, here, eat this, you know. And you're like, Whoa, <laughs> oh, no. What the- have it erased from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that way I can have positive associations with the word casserole. again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, that's Yeah, that's so much. Like work, I feel like to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to continue to have negative associations with the word casserole. That's way yeah. too
1: much work. Way yeah, too much work. Yeah, I yeah, just go with that, man. That's way easier.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna continue to roll with it. I don't. I don't encounter it, and <laughs> that's not like that's a. It. Yeah, <laughs> going to casserole with it. There's. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh. Um, I don't con. I don't come in contact with that word often enough to go through the anguish of trying to erase it right. from my memory. I've just kind of like told my wife, like, like, she, she like, don't, don't call it a casserole. And right. It's fine. So it's a yeah, dish.
1: Things will be good. It's a dish. Yeah. So anyway, mm. the garbage plate is a beautiful <laughs> dish. Yes. It's a French fried casserole. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! And now that we're talking about this, I might go to Dogtown after this and get one. I'm so
0: hungry right now. I'm yeah. supposed to be talking about guitar pedals. All I can think of is like tacos and like everything oh, that's yeah, not dude. related to anything. Yeah,
1: I haven't had lunch yet. It's. Di- I mean, what is it like eleven o'clock over there for you?
0: Uh, yeah, it's like quarter after eleven. Yeah, so it's it's still somewhat early in the day, right? But
1: yeah, I feel like breakfast should be digesting. You know, well, I, I don't know. I wake up at like nine thirty, ten. So. Hmm. I guess that's that's when I have breakfast, and then maybe like two o'clock, like nowish, I'll go and get something, some lunch. Maybe I'll do that after this. There you go. Yeah. Oh, but yeah the New York so, but food, yeah. though. Back but to but that. Yeah. It, it's 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 amazing. If anyone comes to New York, definitely. Well, when it comes to Rochester specifically. Get a garbage plate. But if I were to recommend New York City food, I grew up like right around New York City for like first 20 years of my life. So I would go into the city all the time. There's a place called Two Bros Pizza. There's like a bunch of them in Manhattan and Brooklyn and stuff. Dollar mm-hmm. slices, and they're like as big as your face. Wow. Yeah. Like it's Dollar it's it's slices? Like a, the, you can't really sit down anywhere. They have like tables where you can kind of stand for a second. But if you're a real New Yorker, you just grab the slice, fold the plate, get, you know, get on the subway, you're on your way. Right, right. Yeah hmm i'm I'm really
0: excited like we're, we're gonna be there me and my wife for uh, a little bit longer we're gonna be there for like six days or something because oh, we've nice. always yeah we've always wanted to go to new york city and never have so right we we're gonna i'm gonna be at fear of the riff all day for that event which i'm super mm-hmm. excited about i think johnny has put together something crazy yeah and he's actually sponsoring this episode so there's that too oh no um, kidding! that's awesome yeah. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be killer um but I think that event's gonna, like, I, I met him. I don't think I've really talked about this yet. Uh, I've talked about it on the internet, but not on the podcast specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but he listens to the show and I, he does like a lot of things. He has like a tattoo shop and he oh, has nice. a hot, hot sauce company and, and all this stuff. And he was part of, and he does a lot of co- like expos and conventions as, as well. And so he, um, him and his partner Steve, uh, Steve, who actually runs the Metal Alliance tour, um, uh-huh. so they're they're very familiar with like doing shows. Basically, that's great.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I had met him no at a, idea who yeah, like it, any of these people were, and I was like, I hope this like goes well. And now I have now that you're saying this, I have a lot more confidence in this event. That's what I'm like. Like he told me all this stuff, but like all the guys I
0: talked to that are going like then nobody seems to know all I'm like no this is going to be a like a banger like
1: right.
0: like I mean he's got all these sponsors I think Revolvers magazine sponsor at Loudwire mm-hmm. uh myself um which is like I'm small potatoes compared to all these people um and just like
1: yeah all these big sponsors right. and
0: all Dude, this Roland food and, and
1: boss just joined as a vendor so I mean it's going to yeah, be huge
0: PRS guitars I mean yeah. uh, um it should be pretty pretty awesome and uh anyway point point is I I met him uh in person here in Portland he did a hot sauce festival and oh nice or he was part of it um and there was a ton of people there and a ton of vendors and I was like well if this many people show up for hot sauce in Portland like right. surely he can put together uh something for guitar pedals in the heart of Brooklyn like it's going to yeah. be it's going to be
1: awesome so Yeah dude and he sell on the floor, too. I mean, that's like a no-brainer for everyone to join. Well, he thought
0: – he he went to some events and with money, right? Like, this right. was kind of like the, the impetus for some of this. Like, he went – he's like – he loves pedals. And he went right. with, like, a fistful of money to buy stuff and, like, was bummed that he couldn't buy anything.
1: He was like, this oh, is damn. dumb.
0: Like, I don't want to go if I can't pick up any new gear. What's the point, you know? Right. And so, yeah, yeah. That was a big inspiration for him, uh, you know, to start this event. He's like, well, I'm going to make, you know, almost like the anti-name, sort of.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, it makes so much sense, and someone had to do it at some point, but I don't think, well, I don't know anybody who, like, had the capability or networking skills to, like, pull something off like this, but I knew someone out there was going to do something like this eventually, you know?
0: yeah. And well, he's got big plans too. Like he does several events. He does taco events and like, hot sauce nice. and all this stuff. And he's actually like he wants to do Fear the Rift this year, and then he wants to do it again next year and make it a two dayer. If you know, this is all supposing that right. the first year goes well. And then he wants to bring it do an East and West Coast in the third year. So like he really nice. wants he wants he wants to do
1: it up, and, uh, yeah, and he's dude. the he's the guy to do it for sure. He's going to kill it. Yeah. If, I mean, everyone's going to be backing this. It's like mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer cuz NAM is like crazy expensive and you can't sell on the floor and it's kind of like, all right, well, there's sort of a monopoly right now because it's the biggest and most well-respected event for gear,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: in the US. So if he comes up with this kind of stuff, people are just going to be like it's not worth it to go to NAM if I can't sell on the floor. Yeah, it's, I,
0: and let's to me, like, the the big events that I've been to prior to going to Nam were, like, kind of based around, like, hot rods, you know, like, mm. there'd be, like, car right, events, right. you know, I didn't go to SEMA or anything like that, which is the big automotive one, but, like, uh, there's huge swap meet in Portland, and, like, everyone's just selling stuff, like, that's what's cool about those things, is you go right. get new stuff, get, trade in old stuff, like, um, right. you know, That's another thing I forgot. Sam Sam Ash's. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: dude. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, they're going to be taking trade ins. Sam Ash is going to be there taking trade ins right there at the show so you can go and grab new stuff. It's right.
1: Oh, man. I kind of want to like buy some of the trade in stuff.
0: You probably can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I like every every other day I'll look on Reverb in the pedal section and like the the not working or for parts and like mm-hmm. there's some serious discounted pedals there I see sometimes where I'm like I could probably fix this doesn't seem like that big of a deal but I I you know, hopefully there's a couple like broken things that they take in and be like, "Yo, let me let me take that off your hands for cheap." They they might I mean, you could
0: take stuff. I'm sure they wouldn't yeah. care. Like, right, I, I, this is a pretty open, like everybody do their own thing situation. So you could probably, yeah. uh-huh. you know, yeah, that's a good idea. And and since we're plugging it away at this, uh, uh, I should say, since we're giving the, this show a big plug, which it deserves, um, I'm mm. very confident in it. It's um, uh, if anybody hollers at me, I might be able to hook up a few people with some special packages uh, that are kind of Tone Mob exclusive thingies for the Sweet. event. So everyone uh, shoot me an email or
1: you know where to find me. Uh, yeah.
0: So anyway. Cool.
1: That was very like vague. And then like, I, I was like, I don't even know what this means. Special packages, but I mean, sounds interesting, but s- some I need the details. S- so you need the details? E- yeah. Well, uh, email, not all the email, details. Email like for the details, I guess, yeah. in the future.
0: Not all the details are fully ironed out, but. Uh, you can count on at least unlimited food.
1: Oh, sweet!
0: So yeah, that, that's yeah. one detail that is ironed out. You can you, you right. might be able to eat as much as you want. Being says this is a food yeah. and gear based podcast. Apparently, I think
1: you just open the floodgates for you to get trolled via email with like food meme pictures right now. That's okay.
0: I love. <laughs> that's completely yeah. fine. Info at tonemob.com, everybody send me your food send me your food pics i love food pics yeah, there you go It's there's, a food there's podcast one
1: podcast now
0: there's one thing i like better than guitar gear and that's food
1: Hell yeah i love, love it <laughs> it's a kid show uh, I, and the, i've been trying so hard to keep uh, you know my swear mouth in the other room you did you've done a pretty good job so far thanks man.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> So, how about more about
1: Christian? Uh, what do you got? What do you got cooking? Like, what's you've been doing stuff? But what's what's yeah. on the roster? So, um, the more times we release stuff, the more we realize that we need to like keep a lot of stuff under wraps and then just like smack it out. You know, like the mm-hmm. like for example, the data corruptor. Nobody knew about that. All of a sudden, one day, they just smacked the internet. You know? Oh yeah. So I feel like um, we're trying to do something similar to that, but we also don't have as much outreach and money, uh, Earthquaker does. But taking notes on, on marketing in that sense. So we've been keeping a bunch of stuff under wraps. Um, one thing I can say, because by the time this gets out, this pedal will be released. Okay. Um, it's called the Power Couple, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been, I guess, like teasing in Instagram and stuff. Um, so it's like really simple utilitarian double boost, but it has one foot switch and like a giant knob for the main volume. So you pretty much tap for your first boost mode and then the big knob controls that. And then you hold for a fifth of a second to engage the second boost. Oh, cool. So it's like, like a set level. No, that's a, it has an LED trimmer that you can set uh, the level. Yeah, so that's that's definitely going to be out. We're launching it on Monday, this coming Monday. I forget what number that is. Uh, uh, I don't like, know, tw- tw- like twenty something, twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eighth, 28th. 28th. Yeah, twenty eighth. Yeah. So that's that's something we've been kind of keeping under wraps for a bit. Not that crazy, but. Just a little thing to, like, kind of get us in that, Um like, a little over a $100, less than $200 price range, you know. Right, kind of a utility item. Everybody needs yeah. a boost, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely cheap enough where I feel like people could replace their existing boosts, and it wouldn't, like, break the bank, you know. And you'd get two. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd get two boosts in the size of one boost.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. are they running like, are they running series? Or are they kind of,
1: are they parallel? Yeah, or how yeah do you get... they're running series. Um, it's kind of, um, it almost, it makes sense to think about two boost circuits running in series, but really what we're doing is changing the ratio of the gain stage. So it's a single op amp gain stage, but we have these, um, for people who know I'm talking about, like JFET um, mm-hmm. switching. So we, we're actually switching the um, bias resistor to a lower or higher value, which makes it seem like more gain. And it actually is more gain, but its I guess we're saving parts and we figured out a way to like, it, instead of having two gain stages run together, we kind of were like, all right, let's just make this half of this, the first half from like zero to... I don't know, like, we'll say like 25 dB. That's one stage. And then we change the resistor values of the ratio of the gain, which actually goes from 25 dB into like breakup zone, which. ah, Yeah. So it's not actually two running in series. It's one, but we're changing the ratio of the gain. I gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. That's cool. Stoked on that. Um we have another thing. I don't know if I should like say the name of it or not, but I feel like a few people will will listen into this for sure and be like, "Oh, what is this thing?" So we're doing a I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the name of the pedal, but I'll tell you a little bit about what it does. Um it's a comparator-based ring modulator. Um, which oh. has has never been done before in a guitar pedal, at least this topology of a ring modulator. Um, and we're also putting eighth-inch CV jacks on the face of the pedal to integrate with modular synthesizers. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's we're we're honestly like have been working on trying to bridge the gap between modular stuff and guitar pedals. So we're like. From here on out, we're going to just be designing stuff thats you know, you could use it with your guitar, or you can also use it with your modular rack. You know, we're trying to make it work well with both worlds so that people will be like, oh, I could use this instead of this, or, you know, pretty much just make some crazy ridiculous sounds with modular stuff and guitar pedals. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. That world has been
0: something I've really wanted to explore and get into, but I'm hesitant because I know how like addictive pedals are, and right. that that world seems even more so. Like I see oh, everybody yeah, I know yeah. that gets into modular, they're like, and then I woke up and I'd spent $10,000.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you're in a great place for modular stuff like the Portlandish area. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge over there for modular stuff. Yeah,
0: I walked in. There's a store I can't remember the name of it that I stumbled across a couple of years ago, and I went into it thinking it was like a guitar pedal store, and it was a modular store, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> this, oh, this yeah, looks yeah. so cool and so fun, yeah. and then I quickly ran out because I was like, I can't,
1: I can't, I can't.
0: I'll, yeah, oh, dude, I'm already in that, two into one. I thing. did
1: that. I did that same exact thing. Well, when we were at Moog Music and toronto with knobs they have like a whole wall of modular stuff and i was like oh man all this stuff looks so cool and i had never touched a modular synth before and then was like all right well and 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 i was like can we come back here like after the show was done and kind of like plug into something and see what the deal is and the guy was like oh yeah for sure like i'll just give you a quick rundown on this and that and then i was like flying solo not knowing what i was doing at all Kind of just plugging stuff in and like turning knobs, and I was like, "All right, this is." I can see why this is so addicting now. Mm-hmm. And since then, that was like a year and a half ago, I think. Right? So, no, that was that was over two years ago. Wow! Um, but was that long? Since, I remember when you went and did that. That doesn't yeah. seem like that long ago, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's two years ago. I, I don't remember. I'm horrible with dates. But since then, me and Matt both have like a three rack euro modular synth situation going on usually a lot of kits we get and we just build them up and and then we're like all right this world is so awesome and now guitar pedals seem kind of like minuscule and like why can't i control the delay time with something else now like we're starting to adapt to, we're starting to adapt that mentality of like well i want to control my flange time with you know, maybe my envelope or something of my guitar. Like why can't I do that? So and it's like you can. You just have to yeah, make it happen. Yeah. Li- yeah. Literally we're like, well no one's really doing this in the in this way, so let's just start doing this right now. And, I mean, uh, yeah, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully at Fear of the Riff we'll have that the pedal I'm talking about. Um, but if not I don't know if we're going to do some Winter NAM. I want to cuz I like California, but I don't know, man. We don't really have a good platform to we we don't have enough money to get a booth by ourselves. Right. But you know, I don't want to I don't want to do some like whack for like, you know, third party vendor thing. I like grants and Summer Summer NAM. Um you know that boutique pedal showcase? Oh yeah. Yeah, know yeah, all about that, it. That he kills it. He's one of my good friends. Like, I like helped him set that whole thing up. Like physically, no, I didn't do any of the planning or anything. I right. just like went went down a day before, helped him set up stuff. But I want him to do it in the winter at in LA, but I don't know that he will. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's going to because he doesn't fly,
0: and that's a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, like. Yeah.
0: I think it I think it's just cost prohibitive. I mean, I'm not going to say he never will, but it seems like it would be yeah. really challenging. Like really, yeah. really challenging.
1: I think so too. Um I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to him and convince him to to drive out there and I'll go out there a day or two before and like find some stuff to like do it i i don't know i don't know it we'll could, figure it it could out. be
0: it could definitely be done it's just it's a lot harder and then yeah, that yeah. i think about it the fact that he would drive over in some ways would make it easy cheaper and easier because he could load all that stuff in a van or something right instead of having to sh- you know everyone has the horror stories of like shipping stuff to nam and it getting lost in yeah, the, right. s- yeah, some yeah. guy dropping it or whatever and yeah your whole booth's ruined um, yeah So that could actually be a good thing.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But either way, we're going to release this pedal soon, like this year for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a game changer for a lot of stuff. I don't know. I don't want to keep talking about it. I've said too much already. (laughs) I've said too much. (laughs) There's another thing
0: you're working on, too, that I almost forgot about for half a second. But I don't know if we should talk about it or not.
1: Um. Yeah, well we're working on it together, I guess that's as much as we can say. Yeah. It'll be out in like
0: what? What two months? Yeah. yeah. Like two months.
1: Two two months from the twenty seventh. Yes. It's gonna be
0: it's gonna be so good. I'm yeah. so 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 excited. Uh, man.
1: Yeah,
0: we're such I jerks gotta, right uh... now. We're such <laughs> jerks.
1: Well, I gotta um I gotta work on the PCB some like this weekend. And then get mm-hmm. it, get it fabbed and come back next week, so can send you the prototype. I can't believe we're. I, if I was a listener right now, I'd be like, "You guys are horrible people." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, we already spilled the beans about a bunch of stuff. Okay,
0: we won't talk about any more yeah. stuff that we're not supposed to talk about yeah, for right, another right. two months. Uh, <laughs> so we could. I mean, if we can't talk about things that we can't talk about, then I mean, we could always go back to casseroles.
1: Right, oh man, you brought it up, dude. I mean, you're the one who's got the the negative connotation with that word. I love casserole. You have a favorite casserole? Um, I make like Brussels sprout cheddar cheese casserole sometimes. I'm down with that. Yeah, it's I don't like meat casseroles as much, and, and like I don't really like mayonnaise. I just look at mayonnaise as like. Like, um, like, uh, what, what's that, what's that procedure where they make fat people really skinny liposuction? Oh yeah. 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 I you just think look at it as like <laughs> liposuction extract. I'm like, this is just fat. Oh. Like, why am I putting this in my body? You know? Oh, you just ruined mayonnaise for me now. <laughs> I, I've Dude, always it's been. It's not am- good. It's not good for you. It's just fat that you're putting on a sandwich or whatever. Like, honestly better off without it. But, but I like it. Ah, uh, fair. I mean, if, but I can't I don't tell like... you what not to like, you know.
0: Well, I, uh, I look like here's a here's a controversial subject that we can get into. We're just gonna lose all of the listeners now. I feel like uh, I feel like it, on the subject of mayonnaise, I feel like mm. um, uh, Miracle Whip is like mm. it's like, it's it's a prank. Like everyone, you're like, hey, look, a sandwich. I'm gonna eat this sandwich with a little bit of mayonnaise on it, and then you bite into it, and you're like, "What's wrong with this sandwich? Did it go oh, bad?" Man.
1: It's like soap. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't it, think I've ever had Miracle Whip. Maybe I have, like, accidentally, but I've definitely never bought it before. Count your lucky stars. It, it's, <laughs> it's it's
0: it's a it's a prank. It's a it's a it's like yeah, it's, it's a, like it looks like mayonnaise, exactly like mayonnaise, but you got a little bit. You know, not. I, I, it's not. It tastes like. It's all tangy and weird. Like, oh. I think they call it a dressing. I don't remember. Oh. But it's it's
1: gross. Yeah. I mean, I'm the only thing I so mess up like that is this. cream cheese. Cream cheese is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Oh, yeah. Cream cheese is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't – yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, honestly, I buy the three-tub thing of cream cheese, Philadelphia cream cheese at Costco – like me and my roommates will get a bunch of bagels and just split a tub of cream oh, cheese. Hook me up. Yeah, dude, it's like eight bucks at Costco for like three pounds of cream cheese. Are you a fan of of lox on the bagel?
0: Uh, what is that, lox? Yeah, lox. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a cold smoked salmon. Oh, I don't think I've
1: ever had that before. Oh really? That seems yeah. like it
0: would be like the thing where you're from.
1: I thought that was no. like a a New York thing. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I I mean, New York definitely. New York and New Jersey, bagel capital of the world. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever heard of lox. Oh,
0: I I'm I like on the surface of it, it doesn't really sound like a thing that I would like. But I I love it. I love it on a bagel.
1: It's so good. Wait, so it's like a, it's like a smoked salmon slice. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's a cold,
0: it's like a, I think they call it like, I don't know how it's made exactly, but they call it like Uh. cold smoked. So Mm. it's kind of a sushi esque, but it's cooked, but I don't, it's hard to describe.
1: Damn. That sounds mad good.
0: I think you'd like it. If you're a sushi fan, you'd probably like it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't had much sushi. I've had, I've had cheap sushi and I thought, "Mm, this is okay. But oh, I've never, yeah. I've never had good sushi to be able to really judge whether I like it or
1: yeah. not. Yeah, it's the, it's weird. Like the, the ratio of like the price of sushi. You could either get like cheap gas station sushi, and you're like, this is okay. But if you spend like two dollars more on like a, like a nice, maybe two three dollars more on a nice roll, it's mm-hmm. like, like worlds different. Gas station
0: but, sushi sounds like some sort of punk rock
1: band. Yeah. It probably is, dude. There's probably look at it up, Bandcamp. Gas station sushi one, gas station sushi two. If there's not, then I feel like I should
0: start one. Yeah, do it, dude. Gas station sushi yeah, sushi yeah. and we just play like just like the like trashiest like crust punk ever. Right. Oh yeah. I mean you're a fuzz guy. You've got you've got the weapons for that. I do. I do. I'm 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 standing here in out in the shred shed and I got at least I'm usually not... Yep, yep, there's one right there. I'm usually not much more than arm's length away from a fuzz when I'm out here. <laughs> that's right. Yep.
1: I love the Shred Shed. That's an awesome name.
0: Yeah, it was the Tone Cave for a while, but, like, mm. Wampler calls his the Shred Shed, and I think that sounds so much
1: cooler and yeah. funnier.
0: That's so, awesome. It's been the Shred Shed for a while. It, was, it yeah. was the Tone Cave, and that's not bad, but I like Shred Shed better. Yeah. Dude, perfect name. I should, I should like, put a sign up.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I actually just got a CNC, like, a few weeks ago that I've been trying to uh, figure out how to use, pretty much. And, like, I need to start with some wood stuff, so maybe I'll make a sign that says Shred Shed. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, dude.
0: I, I used to call it like I had a name for it because it was gonna oh. be sort of a and it still might eventually um when I built it it was gonna be like a place where I was gonna do home brewing and stuff oh, nice. and and so we called it the B room uh like the B room like I don't know the Blake room the B room oh, to. Yeah. Like it was, we were kind of considering it the B room to uh, my buddy Leon's studio. Uh, uh, Leon from Pelican Noise Works, his he's got a small right, studio, right. and we thought, well, this could be the B room because we live in the same city. Right. Um, so we called it the B room Brewery, and my sister like made up this, she painted this really awesome sign, and then I got all my uh-huh. gear out here and went. I don't have room to homebrew out here. Like right. what was I? What was I thinking? Like I'm not gonna be able to. We're not gonna be able to. I mean, not that. Not that it took up the whole room, but it was like we're not gonna be able to have a band practice out here right. and have the home brewing and do all. Like I, it's just not big enough. So yeah, yeah. I got this yeah. rad sign that that she painted up for me, and I can't. And it doesn't really. It just looks cool. There's no home brewing going on. Yeah. Oh
1: <laughs> man. I mean, to get just put an extension on there. You know. Let's build an well, extension of the shed. Or, yeah, I, the shed shed. I've thought about it. I could go I could go
0: forward. The problem is I I built another shed. I'm like slowly uh-huh. consuming my small, you know, uh my small lot that I live on with buildings and structures.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I got I built this and I took up some room and then I built another shed for like garden stuff, like you know uh-huh. uh and then I'm building another like a play structure for my son. So like pretty soon I'm not going to have any grass, which is going to be pretty, pretty cool.
1: Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't like, if you don't need grass, then you just get rid of the garden stuff. Oh, that's true. And I could just
0: morph that into the brewery.
1: Yeah. There you go. Good idea. Good idea. I have grass for some brew. I like it. (laughs) That'd be sweet. I like can't imagine your house, honestly. Well, I, I've never been to Oregon and I all I think of when I think of Oregon is like giant trees and like Portland.
0: And I know so, that sounds
1: like um I don't know what the word is. Not pretentious, but like stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
0: It. So mine's kind of like I'm just outside of Portland. Um I'm in the burbs. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's a very standard, like built in the nineteen seventies ranch style house mm. um, on a on an okay size lot. Um, right. Just kind in of, it's like a seventies built subdivision, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a big tree in the backyard, but that is not the tree you would think of. It's 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 like an oak tree. I actually don't know what kind of tree it is because I don't know what trees are. But it's not an evergreen <laughs> tree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it's like a broadleaf tree. Uh, right. I think it's. A, I think it's oak. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it,
1: it, you you guys definitely get winters up there. There's probably some evergreens popping up around. Oh, it's mostly evergreens. It's just the one.
0: Like if you were if you were to imagine a tree in my backyard, you were probably thinking like a <sighs> you know a Doug fir or something. But it's yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, it's
1: a regular leaf dropping tree, right? Right. That's like the trees that I grew up with in New Jersey. I feel like similar. So I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about trees either. So it's like I don't know, oak tree, maybe pine tree. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Some I don't know. Reg-
1: regular trees that you would draw in a ch- like children's drawing, right? Just like a when you picture tree, like that's a mm-hmm. tree,
0: mm-hmm. totally. This has been really uh, successfully. I, I I didn't know that this would happen, but I've noticed that mo- the more podcasting I do, uh. the more the more random each episode seems to get. <laughs> and I really hope that, that doesn't bother anyone. But like when I get return guests, it's like, well, I already asked
1: you all the guitar questions.
0: Great. Right. So now what? We'll, yeah. Like I we mean. talk about Miracle Whip
1: yeah random stuff i mean i'm totally cool with it being random i like it's more entertaining for me to talk about random stuff because honestly i get like i don't want to say bored but i get um agitated when i just talk about gear all the time it's like okay yeah i love it and i do that kind of stuff but it's like it's not the only thing that i'm interested in right i also eat sandwiches yeah exactly
0: (laughs) um I was told I, I was told on the last chasing tone that I made some controversial statements about baloney.
1: Um, oh, I, I read that
0: comment like yeah. just before. I forgot who said it and I feel horrible. But um, I, I I I I guess I but I, I don't want to taint your taint your opinion on baloney before I ask mm. you the question. But how do you feel about baloney?
1: Um well there's like a whole like ethical side which I'll get into after this, but growing up i my mom would make bologna sandwiches for me and my brother and like i would take them to school and stuff and then i would get to like you know uh, the cafeteria this is like grade school and i'd be and like you know take a bite and i'd just be like ugh, like do not like this at all right and then you know when you're a kid you kind of are like you know hesitant to tell your mom that she made you a bad lunch So you just kind of eat it. Well, I guess I was, my mom was, my mom's a great person and like not hating on her, but I definitely had some like, like issues talking to her when I was younger about the food because she was like, we're not, you know, rich. We can't afford to get all this great food. So she would buy bologna Mm
0: -hmm. and I'd
1: be like, but I don't like bologna. I don't want to eat this, you know? So, but she would be like, you know stop complaining like we have food like we're lucky enough to have food and i'd be like all right you're you're right but i Mm -hmm. still don't like it yeah but uh and now like being old enough to you know shop for myself and get my own food and stuff like that i don't like bologna still just the texture and the taste of it but then there's like the ethical side of it where they'd I like the idea of them recycling like bones and stuff. Well, I don't know what goes into it, but I hear not great things. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like I liked
0: I like meat and I like uh, I like meat a lot, um, but like I feel like that's. I, and I like sausages and all kinds of you know processed things. I'm they're not good right. for you, but they're you know I like a good right, gor- yeah, yeah. gourmet sausage or whatever. Yeah. But like that seems like another level of processing that I just if I don't have to eat it, I'd rather not. You right. know, it's like just it's just that much more extreme. Yeah. It's I'd rather have a piece of like smoked ham, and I know like I know that that's salted and processed too, but that's just a whole another like is a whole nother level
1: to me. Right, right. Yeah, I, it I don't definitely know. is. It's weird, man. I mean, it's not it's not a meat from like one thing, right? It's like a mix, it's like a sausage, like a mixture of different weird meats and like ground up like animal bones and stuff. Yeah, which kind of trips me out a little bit. Just like yeah. I don't know. Like
0: I said, I would eat it if I had to. Like if that's if that's what yeah. I had to eat and it was that or I was not going to eat food, then I it's mean, like, well,
1: Okay. Yeah, dude. I, I, you heard the story I said before. I totally ate it. I was hungry. It wasn't getting anything else, you know.
0: Yeah. So I think we both feel kind of the same
1: about bologna. Yeah. yeah. Um, my girlfriend, on the other hand, loves bologna, and she's very conscious of what it is and what's in it. And she's like, "Yeah, I don't care. It tastes good to me." Hey, like, you know, like, like I right. this
0: the same thing could be said about like a ballpark, you know, Oscar Mayer Frank. Like they're not good for right. you. Like I'm, I I remember I, f- I I was looking at the nutrition. Like they're delicious though, in some weird garbage way, right? Right. Yeah. Um. And and it's it's like I remember looking at it, like thinking, this is a pretty sizable piece of meat product. And I looked at the the label and I was like, but there's only eight grams of protein in it somehow. Right. Like, what is the rest of that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. Plastic? Maybe. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. But they are kind of good. I don't make, I don't eat them all the time. But they're good in a they're good in a bad way. Right. Somehow, there's lots
1: of things that yeah. in that category. Yeah, like, like garbage plates. Garbage plates are, uh, you know, they're not good for you at all. It's like a lot of calories in such a small portion, but it tastes amazing. Yeah, it's good. It, there's a lot of good in a bad way. Things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think
0: I think this podcast is one of them. Right. Like. <laughs> oh
1: it's not good for th- you. I don't think so, man. I mean, it's nice to listen to. I'm sure there's guys like driving around. I've definitely listened to some of the episodes of this show of like driving to NAM and stuff. So I think it's good. I, oh. I mean, I enjoy this show once in a while. I can't listen to it like every day. You know what I mean? I'm not I... a podcast guy, but it's nothing against the show, Blake.
0: Okay. I, I won't take it too personally. <laughs> No, I mean, it's not for, it's not for everybody. The format, like there's some guys, uh, well, yeah, there's some guys, shout out to Jamie Davis. Uh, he, he doesn't listen much, but he's like active in the groups and stuff, but he mm-hmm. doesn't listen because interview style podcasts put him to sleep and he's trying to drive to work. Right. So it's like, he can't be asleep, but right, maybe right. he'll actually listen to this one. We'll find out. Yeah. He'll, I mean, he'll
1: let me know if he does. <laughs> I think this is less of an interview thing and more of just two guys talking about random stuff. Like, we're just having a conversation, you know. Well, this episode for sure. I mean, anytime the
0: like, most of the time, if it's somebody's first time on, it's more focused. Because it's like, I do want to know, like, I do want to know what they have going on. But then when it's somebody who's been on and I've talked to on a regular basis for a while, it's like, I already know. And most people already know because they heard you the first time. Right, right. And so it's kind of a thing where it's like, we'll, like I said we'll, before we started recording, we'll just riff. Yeah. You know? So yeah.
1: I mean, there is also something to be said like, oh, well, I guess this is why I'm thinking of this. I've been watching a lot of forensic files on Netflix. And, um,. They like stopped making that show a while ago, but actually, shout out to Dan and Tomcat because we were talking about Forensic Files at Nam. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, at, in the in the show Forensic Files, they start and they're like, "Okay, here's the like thirty seconds of this episode," and then cue the theme song, right? And then they cut to commercial and the, like fade to black, cut to where the commercial would be. It's not in Netflix, but then they fade up from black, do like fifteen minutes of the episode. And then they do some sort of like hook line sinker thing, and then like fade to black where the commercial would be, right? And then they come back and they're like, earlier in this episode, blah blah blah, and this and that <laughs> happened. So I feel like you know, going back to the people who've listened before, maybe they haven't listened to the one before, you know, and they're tuning in for the first time, and then they'll be like, oh, I didn't know that he did one before. That's a good
0: point. I th- I should probably like. I think I do. And I usually call them, like, you know, number two or something, like, when I right, right. put it out there. So, I yeah, th- this would be probably pretty awful listening if nobody knew about the first time. So I right. guess it's a good uh, thing that we reiterated uh, yeah. that point.
1: I think this one's way more entertaining than the last time, honestly. I'm, I'm
0: equally entertained. I always have a good time talking with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so. me too, man.
0: Yeah, we we riff really well. I think, I think so too. We could do a podcast. We maybe we should start that food podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, we'll we'll. Um, what was the guy's name? Jamie, who does fear the riff. Uh, uh oh, uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like Johnny. Let us do something about like the taco, you know, festival that he does or the hot sauce festival, and we'll just go and we'll do the podcast at the festival the whole time. That would be we pretty have, amazing, actually. We can have like um, like headsets on, you know, like airplane style headsets, like noise canceling headsets, and we'll just record walking through, tasting the tacos. I just want to do it for the tacos, man. No, I understand. It was yeah. it was it was amazing.
0: I, this is a kind of I don't know what fear the rifts going to be like exactly, but just to put put in perspective what this hot sauce event had going on, they uh, had loot. They had they had a hundred billion hot sauce vendors and food and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and then I they like had, almost
1: a, took that as a serious number. And I was like, wait a second, that's not, that, I don't you know said a hundred billion. I was like, Oh wait, I thought you were going to be like a hundred thousand. I was like, okay, that's realistic maybe. But then you said a hundred billion and I was like, all right, no, he's kidding. But no, I get the idea. Was,
0: I don't know how many there were probably legit, like probably like 40 or 50. There was a lot. Mm. I don't know. But they also had amongst the hot sauce tasting, they had a Chihuahua beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a couple other they had like people trying to eat like the hottest peppers in the world mm. things. Whoa. There was there was a Guinness World Record event. I can't remember exactly the details on it, but Dang. there was a like a guy who was gonna try to eat there was several people trying to break the record of like eating all these just gut wrenchingly hot, obscenely yeah. hot peppers. Oh, man. Um, they had was they that had Japanese that going guy
1: on. there the Japanese guy who, like, ate all those hot dogs. Oh, Kobayashi? No, he wasn't there. I think this Uh, is a different
0: kind of skill. Like, it's not the... The volume of it's not really Mm. that much, but they're so hot. Like, Johnny was telling me he he tried some of the stuff one time, and he was, like, doubled over in pain after eating it, because it was just, like, it's just, like, the craziest, way too hot for human consumption. Oh, Um, jeez. Yeah, so they had that, and they had... uh, they had, um, the, a little before we got there, they had uh, luchador wrestling. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, they had a whole, like, this This guy puts on an event. He puts on an right. event. Like, yeah. it's legit. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> hot, a hot sauce vendor, I feel like all things macho, luchador, chihuahua. It kind of sounds like a South American festival source it kind of it's it's Amer
0: it was very american but yeah definitely had its inspirations from there so Mm, nice it's good stuff
1: yeah Yeah. i'm Uh, gonna have to check out his other festivals maybe i'll talk to him at fear the riff and i'll be like all right so let's do a garbage plate festival rochester new york He'd probably do it. Honestly, like That'd he seems, be awesome.
0: he's very like, let's do it. Like he loves right. just nice. doing things. So
1: there is a huge tattoo convention in April here, where like there's like people that come from all over the world to to like come to this like hotel, I guess, and then, then the whole <laughs> thing in the hotel is like just a tattooing expo or whatever. So I don't know. I'll I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'll see what he says.
0: I wouldn't be a bit surprised to find out that like he has something to do with it. Probably. <laughs> he's he's a busy, he's a very busy dude and everything right. he does sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Right. So. Yeah, I believe it. Everything that you've told me about all the expos and stuff he's done sounds, I like want to do that today. I want to go to that taco thing today. Yeah. I mean, I, I we had a, a good time. Like
0: it was, I, that's why I'm so excited about fear the riff. I think it's going to be, Oh yeah. I'm, I think it's. I, I mean, the first year there might be some teething problems. Who knows? I, I'm not. I, I'm not running the event, so I don't want to promise right. anything. But it, it, it all signs point to good goodness.
1: So mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah, It's gonna be dope, man. It's gonna be mm-hmm. great. And if you're listening to this and you're a, a builder or a
1: vendor, you should totally check it out. It's not that expensive either. So yeah, like. it's not. It's like way less expensive than Nam. It's like it's so affordable, honestly.
0: Yeah, you just probably have to sell a handful of pedals, and you'll you'll be in the black. You know. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So anyway, well, we we've crested the hour mark. Is there anything that you uh, you need to
1: plug or any shout-outs you need to do before we uh, we hop? Um, on? uh man kind of sprung it on me i feel like i should i should shout out uh should shout out the guys uh who like are building adventure pedals now um joe and dan they are like honestly like i'm getting less away from from like building them and like Mm -hmm. designing them and figuring out how to market them and they're just like killing it building them So I really appreciate those guys, really appreciate Matt, who's been designing stuff and like working his butt off like crazy, getting new stuff designed so we can push it, you know, the Mm -hmm. the American dream, I guess. Right, right, Um, right. I guess, uh, yeah, shout out to Brandon from Elevation Boutiques, too. He's done a lot of our marketing um, and like dealer um, relations and stuff like that. Oh, uh, and also, we're going to be in Chicago Music Exchange this week, so that's kind of dope. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, things are really on the up. Um, I guess that's all the shout-outs I have, really. Shout-out to you, man. Oh. Tom well, Bob, Thanks. I'm right here.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> if somebody's made it to this point, they know. I think they know what I'm about. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, shout, I'm shouting you out anyway, just for being the dude. Oh well, thanks. That means a lot. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Well,
0: I guess that's that's it. Uh, everybody know where to find you on the internet and so on and so forth. If you want to check out Christian stuff, he's on Instagram Ad- Adventure Audio. Uh, website is is it Adventure Audio <laughs> or Adventure it, it's Adventure
1: Adventure Paddles dot com?
0: Okay. So check out what he's got going on. He's He's got a lot of stuff. Uh, the whatever is, uh, I, I I don't know if I've said this publicly or not, but it's got my favorite shimmer, set, shimmer setting I've ever heard.
1: Nice, nice. I, I don't know what kind of magic you did there, but it doesn't sound like a normal shimmer. Did we talk Two. about this before? I think we did. Um, yeah, it's not really a normal shimmer. Like, if you would imagine a shimmer, it's way more aggressive but but
0: it, oh, yeah. it's it's got something it, I don't know you've done something yeah. there that, there's some magic in there there's a different yeah. interval or something it's, I don't know
1: yeah it's wacky I love it yeah so check you could check, check it out on the site you know whatever whatever YouTube demos you find I'm sure you'll see it yeah yep
0: everyone if you don't like Shimmer check out the whatever but you may you may come around
1: so yeah. there you go sweet.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, as always, thanks for coming on. And yeah, for, man. Chris- for Christian, this is Blake. Good luck and good tones. All right, guys, that was a fun chat with Christian. I hope that, uh, the food talk was enough for you. I mean, we could always discuss the merits of casserole on another episode if you would so like. So, no, so that's just kind of what happens when, uh, when two uh, dudes get together and start rambling. That's, uh. We tend to talk about food when I'm involved. But um, just wanted to let you know, I apologize for the somewhat spotty, or very spotty, rather, uh, release of these lately. Things have been absolutely insane, but I will say that um, I've got some great stuff lined up for you. We should be, uh, be, if all goes according to plan, we should be a little more consistent here in the coming months. Um, and... If all goes according to plan, definitely in 2018. So we're gonna things are really, uh, really uh, taking a turn around here. So in a good way. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed it, please uh, leave a review on iTunes. Don't forget to. You can email me at info@tonemob.com. You can join in the the uh, Facebook groups where we're always talking gear, talking nonsense. Maybe even we'll discuss casseroles this time. Who knows? Um, and all that other good stuff. So take care. Have a good week. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings,